All right, greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and, and our, our listeners. And our listeners. It's uh, June 18th, 2017. It's Father's Day in the United States of America, and we are recording another episode of A Funny Podcast Presents Talking Trek Wars. Can I start by saying, happy not a Father's Day? Well, there's that, but we're, we're, we need it to be Father's Day. I mean, there are Father's Days, but presently, as far as we know... We are not fathers. That is true. So happy not a Father's Day. Yeah. Thank God for the condom not breaking. As far as we know, I'm not a dad. As far as you know, you're not a dad. I'm okay with this. You know why? Because then I wouldn't have money for all of my awesome tattoos. Yeah. But it still leaves the door open for an 18-year-old to show up at your door and knock down and being like, Daddy? Well, actually, I don't think they would answer and go, Daddy, I think it'd be opening the door and a punch to the face. You know, But yes. then, maybe not, because not like you knew about it, so... Right, at this point, I have no knowledge, so if they did that, I'd be like, uh, punch your mom in the tape, not me. <laughs> wow. This, uh, this science fiction podcast episode is really starting off with a, quite weird, the tangent. Weird twist? Weird twist. Yeah. Weird, right. weird directions. Science fiction. Alright, so it's Talking Trek Wars, and we do have a topic that encompasses both both Jean-Marc. franchises. Both franchises. Fran- the Fran- French fries? Fran- you want the French fries in, in the Pepsi Cola? What is the plural of franchise? Is it franchises? No, I think it's just franchise. I think it's one of those words. It's like deer. It, it is its own plural. Right. Or Jedi. And it is its, it's singular, and singular and plural. Singular and plural? Yeah. Huh. Okay. I, I, I actually, I don't know. That's a... Uh, I mean... I, I mean, I guess we could look it up, but do we don't really care enough to look it up. Is, this has already gone on way too long for the amount of importance that it has. Yeah, come on, it's only been two minutes that we've been we've been side-tangenting. Yeah. Okay, oh, oh, before we get into everything, um, I was on an episode of Comic Book Cover yes, Story... With Sean Wynn and Kurt, and it is up. You can find the link on our Facebook page, and or you can go to Comic Book Cover Story and find it. My episode titled was Spanking, and it was, you know, the funny thing is, okay, we record. They record for a half an hour, twenty-two minutes to a half an hour, right? And it's cut down to ten minutes. So there were jokes I said or that. Sean said that we were hoping, I was hoping would be on the show, but they got edited out. You know, there's right. There's so much good stuff that they had to cut out. Like I was making Frankie Valley and New Jersey jokes. Oh, I was, Jesus. I was, I was on one for a, a little bit of it, but it was it was super fun. And I know they want to create a stable of guests that can come back through and cycle right. through. And um, so if you guys can go give them some love, give them some views, likes on their YouTube. Uh, subscribe to their YouTube page. You'll get it once a week, sometimes two if they take a week off. I'm a big fan of the Jewtube. The Jewtube? The Jewtube. Um, did you see the episode? I did not. I also didn't realize it was only 10 minutes. Yeah. So I will dedicate those 10 minutes. 11 to 13 minutes at the longest, but it's right. usually like average 10 minutes. Right. I, I can dedicate 15 minutes. I would just I didn't know how long it was going to be, and... I've been very busy lately and not working. I've been away from work, so that's usually where I listen to my podcasts. 
Okay. Because I'm sitting at my desk, I can play them, and I can keep, you know. Well, this one you actually have to watch. Right. So you can see the cover. Right. So, ten minutes. You know what? Next time you're home and you gotta, you gotta, you gotta cut deuce. Take the Browns to the Super Bowl. Yeah, just pull it out and, uh, you know, take a take a look and a gander. Take take a take a relaxing stroll. Yeah, although I I will make fun of myself. I said the word transfixed twice. But to me, it sounded grating. Like, I was just like, God, why did I – I was obsessed with that word. But I only said it two times. But when I'm watching – when I'm watching when it first aired, I was on myself so bad. I was just like, like God, idiot. You were, you were on yourself. Yeah. Well, I mean, nobody knows how to love you like you. Well, that is true. I mean, there's nothing like an old-fashioned. Yeah. You, you know who knows about that? Luke Skywalker being alone on an island. <laughs> but he's got the robotic hand, so he can still do the strange. Well, I mean, the thing with that robotic hand is like... Oh, but he can still feel. He's supposed to have... He's supposed to have feelings. Tactile like, sense. What if you're, like, not paying attention for whatever reason, or, like, you're daydreaming, and you, like, crush it with your robotic hand? I mean, but granted, <laughs> it's his right hand that's that's been chopped off. What if Luke's left-handed? Do we know? Uh, I don't know. I would sometimes you think he's left-handed, other times it's right-handed because sometimes they didn't get the image right, so they flipped it. So his hands on top of ways holding the lightsaber switch from. I'm amazed. Like maybe he's just ambidextrous. Maybe I would assume um, you of all people would have known if Skywalker or Luke, I should say, was ambidextrous, right or left-handed. You know, it's not something that really in the expanded universe of all them books I read came up with, like, you know, Luke, being right-handed, decided to use his mechanical hand to write a letter. I, it's, it wasn't, it's not needed. It's not needed, but you would have thought with all of the canon that's out there, it would have been addressed at some I'm, I'm sure it has, I'm just not aware of it, because there's right. a lot of character guides and stuff like that where maybe that that's in there where I just don't. I had to cut some stuff out of my life, and I didn't need to keep buying all the visual dictionaries and character guides. And Need? Or want? It, a part of my obsession, it was a need. Right. It was a compulsion. I had to. I've, I've luckily scaled back on those things. Wait, wait. Are you saying that you, sir, have an addictive personality? You know what? I think I might. <laughs> no. <laughs> I it's you know what it's it's uh it's Will Ferrell and Elf it's shocking. Yes. All right. So today's topic, and I don't care if this episode is going to be short. Okay. We're going to talk about in our franchises fathers. And we're going to say who's the best father, Ooh. and who is the absolute worst father. Oh. And where do we find it? Because I think I know the answer to both of these. But because one franchise is historically terrible with dads, and the other one doesn't have that great of a track record either, just not as bad as the other. Right. So let's uh, and it's an honor of Father's Day, so let's right. th- let's talk about shitty dads, uh, shitty fictional dads. Okay. I don't know. It was it was yeah, just yeah, it was no, a fun no, topic. I mean, you could go. So, so hold on. Let me let me see if I make sure I agree with your statement here. I would say that really bad is um, the Star Wars universe. Like, it's just dad's horrible track record there. And Star Trek, not great. Not great. Not yep. awful, but not great. 
um, because. But there is one. There's one that is a good dad and transcends them all out of both franchises. Oh, absolutely. And, and I, I think, think we have the exact same person in mind. Yeah, exactly. So, but we're not going to get to that Europe right yet. We're okay. gonna we're gonna leave the audience in suspense. But okay. if they know who our favorite captain is, then they'll know who we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, when you really think about it, from that from all the branches, he's the most recurring mm, character. Mm. Oh no, you're right. You're right. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I had, I had to think about that. Um. um he, so let's talk about the most in Star Trek. Let's go, let's start yeah. with Star Trek right here. The most unorthodox dad to our standpoint, and yet is a good dad, even though he has his failings. But you don't know if the failings is him as a dad per se, or their society as a whole. Right. We're talking about Sarek for those who haven't figured it ding, out. Ding 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 ding. It's Sarek, Spock's father. Because in season one. When, or is it season two of the original series when we first meet Sarek? Even though the actor played a Romulan general, that's right. It's season two we first meet Spock's father. Yeah. Season one, he plays a Romulan general or captain Pretty of sure a ship. Mark Lennard is the yeah, 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 actor. Is the actor? Uh, and then he gets through cast as Spock's dad. Yes. And when Sarek he shows Sarek, and when he shows up, he disapproves of Spock's life choices, especially the Federation. Right. Uh. Well, more specifically, that he went into Starfleet, not necessarily the Federation. Yeah, that he went... Is that he chose Starfleet over... The Vulcan Science Vulcan Academy. Science, yeah, right. But, uh, but it's just for that one episode that, that he really gets down on him. Right. And then at the end, they find resolution. He find, and Sarah's like, you made the right choice. And they, you know... But that one thing about him being a bad dad is not even really being a bad dad. It's just they're so emotionally detached that... Yeah. You know... But so, but throughout the original series, the original movies, and Next Gen, Sarek was a, a prolific character who was always concerned about his son. Always concerned about his son, but never... Controlling, I would say. Well, you know, they, they never really go out and explore it in too much depth, but they always talk in all the movies. I mean, you, you see it in the beginning in the second season of the original series. They discuss it much in the movies, and then you see it played out in even more detail, almost more bluntly, in Next Generation, where they talk about the fact that Spock and Sarek don't speak. They don't really have a relationship. Yeah. Um, and that a lot of it comes from the fact that Sarek, I would say, as a Vulcan, is a poor communicator. Like, if, if you really like, if you're thinking about the episode's unification, a lot of the way they discuss that, um, as well as, uh, God, I'm forgetting the episode, where uh, Sarek and Picard mind melt, they really explore that that quite a bit, is where, you know, there's so many things that Sarek wants, wishes he could say to Spock, but because of his Vulcan nature, chooses not to. And you can see how that has strained their relationship. Yeah. And you would think, I mean. But you can still tell Sarek's passion and love for his kid. From the fact that when Spock dies, he's the one who sends Kirk on the mission to go retrieve Spock's body so right. he can get the Katra and, right. and figure it out. I mean, there's. 
Actually, if you think about that scene, Sarek borderline is borderline emotional. Yeah. In Star Trek Three, where they're having this discussion, where he's he's offended and almost angry at Kirk. Yeah, and it's almost. I would say it was like incredulous, like he couldn't believe that that Kirk would do this, and then he yeah. finally realizes, like, oh. Oh, he wasn't with you, so it went to McCoy. Um, wow, I'm sorry, we just got distracted by an actual Jägermeister commercial on TV, because the TV's on mute in the background, so sorry for that pause, listeners, but it was fucking weird. I can't remember the last time I saw a Jägermeister commercial. Not not beyond a Dave Attell stand-up saying, oh man, I broke up with my girlfriend and I shit my pants last night, Jäger. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, well I, I suppose them advertising tells you the status of sales of Jaeger. <laughs> sales are declining. We need to find more Jaeger. <laughs> All right. So. So uh, yes, I, I think. So I, I, I was he's not bad, Dad, but definitely not the most awesome. No, but he's also not the worst, especially in Star Trek. Um. Well. Okay. So pausing on the worst. Um. Another dad-ish character. Who you kind of like and you kind of don't, Doctor Noonien Sung. I would um, say that that yes, that is often the... wrong. <laughs> often wrong song. Yeah, yeah. You uh, failed so bad with lore. Yeah. Oh my god. And he saw. He tried. Angiogenics. What'd you say? Angiogenics. No, that wasn't the augments. That wasn't Nunian. That was his grandfather, or is it? Because it might have been his father. Doctor Song in the Enterprise I is thought, not Nunian Soon. I thought it was. No. They at the end of the episodes where they lock him back up, he even comments on you know his 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 you know his thought is. Instead of giving up on genetics, he starts talking about artificial intelligence. And he even says, well, I won't be able to finish this. Well, maybe my, you know, my family will. Or some, something along those lines. He actually specifically calls it out. Oh, okay. But that's not Nunian soon. It's uh, probably his dad. Oh. oh, my God, we met Grandpa soon. <laughs> um, then you go, who the fuck procreated with that nut job? Uh, anyways, maybe he maybe he fertilized one of those augmented embryos. Possibly. Okay, but yeah, okay, so we're talking Data's dad, yeah. Data and Laura's dad. Yeah. Um, uh, brilliant. Cared about his children almost too much, to a fault, but also at the same time you go. From the time Data was rescued to the time when the episode Brothers occurs, which is where they are both summoned to see Noonien on it as he's dying, mm -hmm. it's like 23 years. He's alive that whole time. He knows Data's been busy. He even mentions that he's followed his career. Motherfucker, why ain't you reaching out? Because I think in his mind, what for good or bad, is that it was going to hinder Data's growth. And Data needed to 
It, because because life is about those unanswerable questions. And when, since Data is so fucking programmed smart, he doesn't have those unanswered questions except when it comes to his personal history. So what better to make you strive for a better, be a better person when, when you don't know and you're do, taking it as a leap of faith? I think you're 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 oh, you're reaching there, but you not can, wrong. You can think that. I'm that, but that's what I'm going with. That's yeah, yeah. That's the ticket. That's the answer. I'm sticking with. You're because look, look, Lore had contact and knew his father and knew everything, knew a lot about him. Look how he turned out. It's not just that, but look how that. Right. So look at Soon's from Soon's perspective <coughs> of everything like that. That. Maybe in order for Data to be successful, he had to be separate. I don't know. That seems it can. It seems like, a, like it can be a stretch. And the reason I said it's even more a stretch is um, the episode where you meet Doctor Tainer, who is another Sung creation, and he leaves a message in the program. Specifically for data to interact with. It's so weird. You can't give breadcrumbs. <laughs> we couldn't have been like, oh, by the way, I'm living here now. Well, I, yeah, okay. So let's talk about. Okay, so I'm just like, not bad, kind of a dick. Okay, so. Let's move over to Star Wars for a minute, because I think well, really, because okay. really, we're going to go over because it's really there's only one good example of a parent in Star Wars, of a dad in Star Wars. There's only one. No, oh, hold on, hold on a second. There is another parent in Star Trek. We only met another dad, I should say. Well, two dads theoretically we met in Star Trek that we haven't discussed. Um, Picard's father. Who was notoriously disappointed in his life choices? Yeah, he's a dick. Picard's dad's a dick. Yeah, because he just wanted him to stay on Earth and run the vineyard. Yeah, which ended up falling to his other brother, who then died in a fire with, with his, his kid. With his kid. Yeah, um, and then going on a stretch. Do you include the Kelvin timeline? We met George Kirk, who we cannot judge as a dad, other than the fact that he died to save his family. Although, if you go back to the prime timeline, Kirk has mentioned his father multiple times and how good of a person he was. And he was the reason he joined Starfleet and all of Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, there's still two fathers to talk about in Star Trek that we're going to hold off. Okay. So we still have two dads to talk about. My two dad? Okay. I see. I see you're searching for the second one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But we're we're gonna come back to it. So in Star Wars, I mean Star Wars. All right. So there is only one example of a good dad. One. Well, no, no, no. You can say two, but I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna allow the second one because it's only if you've seen the deleted scenes of Attack of the Clones, so that doesn't count. Um, I would say that. Okay. I want to hear what you have to say because I have some opinions here. Too. The only good dad in Star Wars is Bail Organa, Leia's adopted father. I disagree. Why? There's a second one. 
There's a second one. That's a good dad. Uncle Owen. Uncle Owen. Okay. I can. I. I see where I thought this was where you were gonna go with it, but my perspective. While he's not a much like um, Organa, right? He's not biologically the father, but you don't have to be the bio. You do not have to be the sperm donor to be a good dad. No, but he did nothing but try to keep holding Luke back. He never wanted Luke to secede nor leave the farm. Because of what he knew would happen to his father. Right. But that doesn't mean you can't strangle holding your children and not allowing them to dance is not a good thing. I was doing a footloose there. When you look at the perspective of what the ramifications would be had Luke been discovered with Vader still alive, no. and when you look at what happened with Vader, I don't see as a parent him trying to protect him from the inevitability of really bad shit happening. That's not what I mean. It's, um, as Luke started to get older, there should have become time, yeah, Vader ain't coming. He hates sand. He ain't coming. Anakin hated sand. He's not coming. There's been enough time. The Jedi have become nothing more than a memory. You know what? Let the kid be a kid. Not saying go out and become famous. Don't become a pod racer. Don't do stupid shit like that. I'm just saying he, yes, he kept him safe. Yes, he kept him fed. So, you know what? And he raised Luke to be a decent human. I don't know. In A New Hope, he's really fucking whiny. He doesn't become like a decent human till later. And that's I not said a decent human. I didn't say a whole and complete human. <laughs> okay. Right, Lucky, listen, you and I are decent humans. We are not good people. We're giant dicks. But we're at least decent humans. I think I'm a good person. <laughs> Insert laugh, audience. Uh, <laughs> you, like you, you couldn't even say it yourself with a straight face. Of course not. Um, no, okay, so we're saying Bale, Organa, and Uncle Owen are your two examples of good fathers. Yeah. Because I, I'd like to say Han Solo was a good father to Ben Solo, but you, you, you can't say that because, A, we don't know. We all, don't we know that, all we know is that... Uh, Kylo Ren, Ben Solo started showing signs of the dark side, so they shipped him to Luke. So, right. and how absentee was he? How, I mean, I'm sure there was a time when he was, I'll go 100% in, but we don't have enough information to right. judge that yet. Although, he did do a sacrifice which fucked Ben up, and that was allow Ben to kill him. So, I think that's more of Ben is a shitty, shitty son than it is Han's a bad dad. But we don't have I enough mean, What info. do you think of the fan theory, though, that Han actually was the one who activated the lightsaber? Either way. Yeah. Either way, Kylo still put him in that predicament. Right. So, it, 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 at that point, it doesn't matter whether he did it to save him or he allowed him to do it because he knew it wasn't going to work out the way in his brain that he thought. Right. So I think he's I think he was an okay dad, but I can't say he was a good dad or a bad dad. We don't have the, enough info. I think we have to say at the moment he was a dad. Yes, he, he was. He, he was, was one. He was a dad. The quality of which is to be determined. Yes. All right. So that leaves us with the shittiest dad out of them all, the most atrocious dad out of them all, Darth Vader. Anakin Skywalker. I don't think, from a fatherly perspective, you have to refer to him as Anakin. 
No, I mean, there became a time where he learned that, yep, that is my biological son. It may not be my spiritual, mental person I am now's son, yeah. but it is my biological son. And he still cut his hand off. So I need to try to get you to turn and make your life a living hell so we can kill this old bastard. Or I'm going to kill you. Oh, guess what? Yeah, I had a daughter. Yeah, I tortured the shit out of her. Tried to kill her multiple times. Yeah, I didn't know she was my daughter, but, you know, if I hadn't force choked her mother and slammed her against the wall and gone evil and murdered children, maybe I would have been there to know it was my daughter. Maybe. So that's all I'm saying is that, yeah, he redeems himself by saving his son at the end. That doesn't mean anything. He's still a dick. He's still a terrible father. Yes, no, I agree. And an absentee father. Yeah. Yeah, he was just a general shit. Now, you know, it was a prison of his own making. General we can, shit. General shit. <laughs> Thanks for that, Major. Um, let's, let's talk about the best dad ever. In these franchises. In the franchises. In the franchises. Who's the best dad in that franchise? In Star Wars. I'm still going with Bail Organa. You don't really know enough, though. Like, I mean, he, she clearly leads a good life, and she becomes smart, educated, has a resounding personality, is a leader, leads a resistance, can be put on and put on the brave face when her planet and her dad gets destroyed. Like, like, what about Leia is, like, the strongest character in the entire Star Wars universe, and that's all thanks to how he was. she was raised by Bale and Bria Organa. What about... Okay, here's a weird one. Django Fett. I'm not saying he was a bad dad. I'm not going to say he was a bad dad. I'm not going to say he was a great dad either. You know, but yeah, for 10 years, he took Boba everywhere. And Boba was with him and was learning the trade. But I'm sorry, when you put yourself in a position to where your son can watch you get beheaded, you know, you know, maybe not the best of decisions. Maybe a questionable parenting choice. You know, you know sure, it, it, he taught enough to Boba that Boba became the best bounty hunter in the galaxy. However... I'm sorry, as as a person, Leia is still better. No, I don't, I'm not arguing that point. So, I, just, I just wanted to throw Django Fett out there because we left him off the list. Now, if you want to talk about pseudo-father relationships and you want to throw in Star Wars the master and apprentice relationship of the Jedi, I'm sure we can go into a longer one. Although I yeah. love Obi-Wan Kenobi, he was a post-traumatic, stress-disordered, lying bastard to Luke. Right. Luke still still succeeded and learned what he needed to do at the time he needed to, but, you know, I don't know, because at what point does that fatherly relationship become into brotherly? Right. Well, and the interesting conversation piece around um, the relationship between Luke and old Ben is, did he lie, or did he tell him the truth that he needed? He gave him the truth from a certain point of view that he yeah. needed at the time. Especially to motivate him, right? So, I don't, I don't fault him, but there were some things where he could have told him a little sooner, and it might have helped him. Yes, that's true. Uh, but Obi Wan had some mental health issues there at the end. Uh, yeah. Especially spending, you know, about nineteen, twenty years in the desert alone. 
Yep, I'll do it. All old right, Ben Kenobi, crazy old Ben. Yeah, um, he lives that way past the Dune Sea. That's right. All right, so let's talk about the um, the good dad from the the best dad of uh, throughout this whole franchise. You mean Mr. Cisco? God Captain? No, not Ben. Mister. Mister Cisco. Yeah, Mister. Oh, did they ever actually say his first name? Benjamin? No, not Ben. His father's first name. Oh, uh, no, I don't know. It's always Mr. Cisco. Yeah. Running his little Cajun joint, Cajun jazz joint down in New Orleans. Oh. Riker would have been at home there. Oh, man. It with was... Minuet. Oh, man. Man. Um. Oh, what a, what's a, what's a knockout like you doing in a computer generated gin joint like this? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not ashamed to admit I've used that line before. <laughs> Has it worked? Yes. They were very confused by it. <laughs> well, I guess if that if that sparked a conversation and that worked, you know where that you know where that line would truly work, the Star Trek cruise, or a Star Trek convention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a Comic Con with somebody who's dressed as somebody. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, oh, absolutely, Mister Cisco. See, I was going with Captain Benjamin Sisko. As oh, as I actually think Mr. Sisko's a better dad. Mr. Sisko is a better dad, but we have we're given more of a relationship with Ben and Jake. And Jake. And supporting him even though he disagreed with him. Like there was all these but they both I think those are all lessons learned from Mr. Sisko, yeah. yeah. So let's just say the Sisko family is the Sisko family's a good bunch of role models. For Father-son relationships. Yes. I mean, yes. Ben, Ben, the God Captain, who happens to be our favorite, questionable decision-making sometimes. He he did as a person, but when it came to his son, Jake, he... Oh, yeah. He always tried to put Jake first, although he also really was overprotective the first two seasons because of what happened. Yeah, with Jennifer. And yeah. Um, actually, another really good father figure... From that particular series, Rom. You know what? Rom is good. And there's still one other we're forgetting. Hmm. Miles. Miles, Edward O'Brien. Yeah. The family man himself. The Irishman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what? You know, Deep Space really Nine good. is good with good parenting skills. That's really good parents. Yeah, I think they, show, they were trying to show that all around. Is that. We're all good families. Yeah. Uh, we we did forget Worf. Worf has a dad. He was a fucking deadbeat dad. <laughs> Worf is a fucking deadbeat dad. Like, uh, you really break it down over the seasons. Like, everybody loves Worf, and then you go, wait a minute. He's a deadbeat dad. Yeah. I mean, he sends... Alexander, he sends Alexander away right. so many times, yeah. just, just like, you need to have Klingon upbringing, but I don't like the Klingons. I don't care, you're going to become a warrior. Go away. Even future Alexander coming back to tell him, like, Dad, this is a bad move. Don't do this. Yeah. And then you have, just even like in the later series, years in Deep Space Nine, where they bring Alexander back again. Worf is just an asshole to him the entire time. 
until the very end when Martok basically reminds him, you're a fuck up as a dad. Don't be better. <laughs> I mean, that's literally what happens. Yeah. yeah. So, minus that, Deep Space Nine is filled with good parents. Yeah. Except um, for Worf. Except for Worf. I said minus that. Yeah. So, <laughs> I haven't really thought about that, but must. <laughs> he is a terrible father. He, like, just horrendous. Like, you can't even say he tries, because half the time he does it, he's just like, Alexander, shut up and go away. Yeah. All right, and the, the episodes where he does try, he's forced into trying. Yeah. All right, so there's one dad we haven't mentioned. Can you, have you figured it out yet? No, because, I mean, we've even added a few. I'm surprised. You're going to say it, and I'm going to freak out. James Tiberius Kirk. Oh, not a good dad. <laughs> Here, This is where I'm going to defend him. He didn't know. He didn't know David was his dad. And or your son. Is, was his son until Rathacon. And at that point, he tried a little bit, but he also just lost his lifelong best friend. Right. So... But then shitty timing. Like, shit, is that what we're gonna claim? I don't know if it's shitty timing, but he still tried. I mean, they had that nice hug at the end, right? Uh, but then David's already a full-grown man with a career, and they have the Genesis planet. So he's like, "Okay, you and Savick, go do this thing." And the moment he comes back, he finds they murdered David. He knew he was a dad for less than three months. Right. He got a son and lost him in less than three months. He is the most tragic dad. Okay, I'll give you that. And, and it had you, lasting effects on it. Right, like you go back to Star Trek Six. he has the picture of David, and he the talks about he'll never forgive the Klingons for the death of his boy, yeah. his son, his boy. Yeah, so for being a dad for all of three months, okay, not shitty. Now, was he a philanderer, was he, was he a, a philanderer and a womanizer, and he probably could have checked in with Carol once in a while, and not just been like, yeah, yeah, I'll get your funding. Like, oh, hey, that boy has the same Rescue 911 hair as I do. Maybe I should, uh... I mean, in all defense of Kirk, Carol Neville told him. Yeah. He he never... It's not like he was a hard guy to find. No. Just call Starfleet Command. Hey, uh, Kirk knocked me up. I'm sure they would have got a message to him. Would have like, yeah, yeah, hey, James, you got a little mini Kirk. <laughs> Especially since Carol Marcus was working with Starfleet. Yeah. But she didn't want her son to go on that way because she wanted her son to follow in her footsteps. And I have to say, I am so upset with Simon Pegg in a retrospect now. Um, and Are we going back to, back to into drunkness? Talking about into drunkness. They introduced Carol Marcus and then did nothing with it. I mean, maybe he boinked her at the end of Into Darkness after he got off his deathbed. Right? Are they gonna like? I I I don't know. Are they? You I, know what I mean? Like, I don't like the way this is going. They could have in Star Trek Beyond because he went on his five year mission. Yeah. And he's coming back to the Yorktown, made a throwaway like, "Oh, hey, Carol's posted here. You gonna go see her?" Any number of things. Right. That's what I'm saying. They didn't even they didn't even touch on it. But in, in all fairness, you never even knew about Carol Marcus until Rathacon. Right, but... She wasn't even a character until then. But since you did introduce you her, gave her... You gave Carol Marcus. They could have given it... That, that character could have literally been anybody. 
Yeah. The fact that they chose to make her... Actually, if they had left her as Carol Wallace, yeah. it wouldn't have detracted from the story. But that was another one of those J.J. Abrams things where I've said before, where it's like, hey, Star Trek fans, this thing, you like this thing? Look, Star Trek, Star Trek, Star Trek, right in your face, which didn't actually fucking mean anything. Don't worry. We're going to put a triple, a dead triple on the side here. You like tribbles? Tribbles. We're going to do triple. Hey, remember Carol Marcus from Wrath of Khan? Here's Carol Marcus, younger and hotter. Don't worry, don't worry. We're going to show you in our underwear. Oh, yeah. Khan, you guys like Khan? Here's Khan. Yeah. Um, oh, you guys like red shirts always die? Here's a line to make fun of red shirts. Yeah. Um, fun thing is, allegedly, for the next Star Trek movie, it's supposed to involve time travel and Chris Hemsworth coming back if it gets approved. The, 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 uh, the treatment idea is George Kirk gets pulled forward through time. And right. so it's George and Jim, the adventures of George and Jim, the Kirk boys. Boy. Um, so you never know. It could be addressed in there. They could have a throwaway line where he's about to become a father, and he they actually make him know about David. You know, they, there's... Well, again, are they going to go down that path? I would love it if they did. I think it would change up the dynamic and make his character a little bit more complex and not just the lover of being the captain of the Enterprise. Because he hasn't really loved it at all. No. So, yeah, we haven't got to that point yet. Or will we? It's a different timeline. Well, I mean, you, okay. So that is one of the consistent things, right? If you look at everything in canon, in, in the in the prime timeline, Kirk loved being captain. Always. He loved his job. He loved his ship. And that was it. In the Kelvin timeline, even... You know, a new knock I now have for Beyond is they make Kirk this tired, bored guy. By the end, he's changed. By the end, he realizes the error of his ways. But it took three movies for him to become, three whole movies to get to an epilogue where he's like, oh, I can't wait to get on the Enterprise. I love being on the Enterprise. It Really? That that took that long? Yeah, no, that was Kirk. And you had to blow it up? Well, you know, they even talk about when, even when they made him Admiral Kirk, he didn't go, like, he didn't want to become an Admiral. They always joke with him that he never should have taken the job. Yeah, well, they pretty much made him. It's like, take it or leave. Yeah. And then, you know, when he gets back to the ship, you know, they always talk about this is where you're best and this is what you like to do. And he's just always happy. Yeah. He did not shed a tear over being demoted. No. He was, well, I mean, if you always look at those the, the first sets of movies, when he's most unhappy is when he's Admiral Kirk. Yeah. And he's not in charge of the ship. And when he is in charge of the ship, he he's getting old and curmudgeon-y, but that's just him getting old. Yeah. Um, so, all right, that's all I have today for Fathers. We've determined that Star Trek has some of the best fathers. And some of the worst. And some of the worst. Star Wars has the better adoptive parents, but shitty natural parents. Yes. And one undetermined. Yes. So, (laughs) and wait till we find out who Ray's parents are, whether they're of consequence or not. We can talk about how shitty they are. Um, Leaving her on Jihid. You know, there's another parent we didn't discuss. 
and I, I want to mention this person as for those parents who do double duty. Yeah. Is um, Anakin's mom. Shmi. Shmi. Shmi Skywalker. Shmi did a lot. Um, but then again, you can go into Star Trek and say, look at how good of a parent Beverly Crusher was. It's true. That's you know, yeah. So not dads per se, but did yeah. a good job filling the dad role. Yeah, did the hold the double duty. The double duty. So honorable mention to Shmi Skywalker and Beverly Crusher. And you know what? Let's call Bad. out for fun Jack Crusher. You know why? Because his life might not have been long, but he loved his kid. And he even recorded messages for his kid to watch when he was 18. That takes forethought, which means he was probably a really good dad. He probably would have been a really good dad throughout the years. Instead, Wesley was raised by Picard, Riker, Worf, Data, Jordy, you know. And a string of no-name characters who were on one or two episodes. He got to hook up with Ashley Judd. That's a good win for him. Though that's a good win for Will Wheaton. Not for Rusty Crusher. That's a good win for Will Wheaton. Both, if you ask me. Oh, yeah. There you go. Because, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And said Robin Leffler. Look it up. I remember the episode. Oh. The name of this episode was The Game. Mm hmm. Blink, blink. Which, when I was watching, seeing that episode on. BBC not too long ago. Yeah. And watching like the graphics of it, I'm like, the fuck is so amazing about <laughs> Because it's well they address that. The game itself isn't the point. It's how you feel. No, yeah. I know, but it's just one of those things where it's seeing the people with those Google Glass headsets on. <laughs> once uh, again, once again, Star Trek did it first. It's like the episode of The Simpsons. Except in real life it's Star Trek did it. And thanks for stopping by. Thanks for stopping by.